The following audio is from The Springs Church. More information about The Springs Church is available at thesprings.cc. Well, good morning. For those who have, I haven't met yet, my name is Leah Redling, and I serve as the director of youth and families here at The Springs, and that is such a great privilege, in fact, We're just gonna get some of this out of the way, okay? I remember Marion as a junior in high school. On Wednesday nights, and she did not wanna be there. And watching Marion come into adulthood and a mother and now new in Jesus is at the privilege of a lifetime that we get to repeat over and over again. Matthew, we are so excited for you as well. Welcome. At the Springs, we are a church being transformed into the image of Christ so that anyone can find their way to God. We seek this transformation as we gather each week for worship and community as we have done this morning. As we grow in the image of Jesus as individuals and as a collective body, and as we go into the world we are called to serve through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're visiting with us today, whether you're in the room or if you're visiting online for the first time, we are so glad you're here and we pray that this vision of what we hope to be is what you experience. Would you pray with me? Holy Father, we give you honor and praise for the ways that you work in our community and your work's beautiful demonstration today with the baptisms of Matthew and Marion. And God, I ask that you would give me the gift of preaching now. May I be only a vessel for your message at this time and this place and for these people as we explore the idea of unity today. Open our hearts so that we may listen and respond and be shaped more and more into the image of your son, Jesus Christ, through whom we pray, amen. On November 12th, 1984, Sire Records released Madonna's second studio album entitled Like a Virgin. I was a fifth grader. And to my parents' dismay, I could quickly sing the album's title song, Every Word. And I remember Dad having specific conversations with me about the power of music. He didn't forbid me from listening, but warned that music is a powerful force, and once you allow 
that music into your space and brain, it is very difficult. In fact, quite likely impossible to unlearn it. And he was right. As a little fifth grade girl, I did not understand the meaning of the lyrics of that song. And it was on the radio all the time. And I sang at the top of my lungs on the playground with my girlfriends at school. And I can still sing it. Every word. I think that I will choose not to. I would be willing to bet that each of you have a song or many songs that you have that kind of story about. You may not have heard them for years, but when you hear them again, for some reason or whatever reason they come to mind, the lyrics are right there and you can sing them without thinking about it. In fact, I sat on the couch in the living room with my sister the other night and we rapped words we ought not say out loud that we probably haven't since 1994. But, so it makes sense, right? This is a powerful tool. It makes sense that we use songs to help our children learn the alphabet. We use songs to help our children name the, remember the names of all 50 states, the books of the Bible, the truth, that Jesus loves them. Earlier, we sang the first five verses of Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. It's one of my favorites. Verses six and seven are also a song I bet most of us can sing from memory. Try it with me. Come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker. Come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand and the sheep of his hands. Singing helps us commit to memory things much more efficiently and permanently than any other tool. An article in 2015 by Harvard Health Publishing featured the award-winning documentary Alive Inside, which follows a social worker who visits nursing homes to do music therapy with patients who have dementia. Patients who are otherwise incapable of communication or response of any kind respond to familiar music. When given headphones and an iPod loaded with their favorites, suddenly, patients who had no ability to communicate with speech or even physically respond with a facial expression or body language 
are dancing and swaying to the music, singing the lyrics, continuing to sing, even after the music stops. And for a time, some even regain their ability to speak. And they recount the circumstances under which they remember that music that they've just interacted with, telling stories about where they were when they heard it or why it's meaningful to them. The same article also reports that researchers at the Music and Neuroimaging Laboratory at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, I wanted to make sure I got that right, have shown that singing lyrics can help patients who are recovering from injury to the left side of their brain, where the speech center is located. They can learn to speak again by singing their thoughts first, and then gradually dropping the melody. This works because the ability to sing originates in the right side of your brain. Former Representative Gabrielle Giffords used this technique to learn to speak well enough to testify at a congressional committee two years after a gunshot wound to her brain destroyed her ability to speak. Singing is a very powerful tool. Science has also revealed another miracle, somewhat related to singing, that we're gonna try to recreate. So humor me, please, and sing one more song with me. The words will be on the screen, and I want you to sing just the melody in unison with me, and the song should be familiar to you, but if it isn't, you should be able to sing the second verse when we get there. You ready? Fairest Lord Jesus, ruler of all nature, O Thou of God and man, the Son, Thee will I cherish, Thee will I honor, Thou my soul's glory, joy, and crown, beautiful Savior, Lord of the nations, Son of God and Son of Man. Blessing and honor, praise, adoration, now and forevermore be thine. Hey, not bad. Based on a scientific study from 2013, I can reasonably say that we have successfully synchronized our heartbeats. Right? Isn't that the coolest thing you ever heard? The study measured the function in uh, the fluctuation in heart rate among 15 singers as they participated in various vocal exercises, which included humming, 
singing hymns, exact, the exact one that we just sang, and singing mantras together. Researchers observed that there was a clear tendency for singers' heart rates to accelerate and decelerate together when they sang the hymn or the mantra. It didn't happen when they were humming. 15 individual hearts beating together, speeding up and slowing down together. The results of this study have exciting implications for using singing as a tool for living our faith in unity. The researchers stated singers may change their egocentric perspective of the world to a we perspective, which causes them to perceive the world from the same point of view and thus defining who we are. And the findings potentially explain the role of collective singing and the creation of joint perspectives. What we do here on Sunday mornings when we sing together is very powerful. This potential for joint perspectives and unity to be achieved through song echo throughout scripture. Across the books of the Bible, forms of the word song or sing occur 316 times. 232 of those are in the Old Testament, 24 in the New. And songs serve a variety of purposes in Scripture. Today, we're going to look at specific examples of the ways in which singing songs together can help us achieve unity in perspective and purpose. The first song recorded in the Bible is the Song of Moses, found in Exodus chapter 15. And it tells the story of God saving Israel from slavery in Egypt and the destruction of Pharaoh's army. Similarly, the Song of Deborah recounts her victory over Canaanite kings in Judges chapter 5. I can remember as a young girl wondering how songs with so many words could be sung right on the spot. It was also easy for me to assume that it was only Moses or Deborah who sang those songs as individuals. But what we know about the way the scripture came to us is that those were community songs written to tell the stories of that community. And these songs serve still today, as powerful tools for Israel to remember who they are, who God is, and who they are together. Singing together serves to unite us in collective memory and identity. The Psalms and Prophets paint Picture, beautiful pictures of humanity and all creation joining together in songs of praise to God. Psalm 98, which Malia read for us earlier, is just one of many examples. 
and the ways in which humanity and nature, all of creation, are imagined, unified, in praise of God our Creator, proclaiming His steadfast love and faithfulness. Singing together serves to unite us with all of creation in praise to our Creator. The New Testament has far fewer direct references to songs or singing than the Old Testament, but in Paul's explicit instructions to churches to sing together, it is always in the context of unity. Specifically, the idea of being one body in Christ and submitting to one another out of reverence for the purpose of unity. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 through 21 says, Be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. And Colossians chapter 3 Verses 15 through 17. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, or we could add song, <laughs> do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Singing together serves to unite God's people as one body. So if you're feeling a little bit skeptical about the ability of singing together to create unity, I will admit that I share a little bit of that skepticism. We live in a world where unity, if it happens, is brief and fleeting and too often altogether elusive. But as we have observed, singing is powerful. And singing together for the purpose of unity in identity, unity with all of creation, and unity with one another is practice and a preview for when heaven and earth are finally united. And this scene will become our reality. Revelation chapter five. Then I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll written on the inside and the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break the seals? 
and no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look into it. And I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and look into it. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and the seven seals. Then I saw between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders a lamb standing as if it had been slaughtered with seven horns and seven eyes which are the spirit of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to break its seals, for you were slaughtered, and by your blood you ransomed for God's saints from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them a kingdom of priests, serving our God, and they will reign on earth. Then I looked. And I heard the voice of many angels surrounding the throne and the living creatures and the elders. They numbered myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands singing with a full voice. Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and the sea and all that is in them singing to the one seated on the throne and to the lamb, to blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, amen. And the angels fell down and worshiped. Friends, singing together, serves to unite heaven and earth in praise to Jesus. Will you stand with us and sing together unified in identity and purpose to Jesus, the Lamb whose blood has was ransomed for God's saints from every tribe and language and people. 